Day nine, the humility of the hunt. Attention is the holy grail. Everything that you're conscious of, everything you let in, everything you remember and you forget, depends on it. F.M. Alexander calls bringing the attention back to ourselves constructive conscious control. Others call it mindfulness, still others directed, divided, or expanded attention. In all cases, we can't go far without it. Rather, we can go too far without it, letting our attention fly scattershot in all directions while wondering why we aren't getting anywhere or why we're anxious or why we are in pain, unsteady on our feet, awash in our lives. A student, we'll call him Rob, comes in for a lesson because he has a pinched nerve in his neck. He's in awful pain. He's also a really smart guy, attentive, amiable, accepting. During his second or third lesson, his pain already subsiding, and his skills at attending to and directing himself growing at way above normal speed, Rob turns to me with a grin and declares, Attention is a heck of a thing. Whereas Susan, who has joined our voyage after traveling by herself in rural Thailand, exclaims, when I explain to her how she might direct her attention in such a way that she doesn't aggravate and can eventually relieve a problem with her lower back, isn't it wonderful to know that we have that kind of potential, that working with our attention can actually help us heal. All the while I'm introducing the concept of constructive conscious control to Susan, she is listening, following along, and obviously considering the verity of what I'm saying. Her response is in contrast to the more than occasional garage door slamming shut looks that people get on their faces when they're given the same information. If there were a sign we could read on that garage door as it slams down, it might read, Directing attention, making any difference whatsoever in my body? Preposterous. Yet even those who have committed to this work over a long period of time have, if not doubts about the value of the daily practice, doubts about their ability to discharge the work in a meaningful and consistent way. A man I know has had a dedicated sitting practice for 25 years and has been a student of the Alexander Technique for almost that long. At about the 21-year mark in his daily sitting, he made this journal note. It was one of those days when my sitting pretty much amounted to marking time. My mind and my attention wandered wildly. I would draw it back in, And before I could remember where I'd left off in the exercise, I was gone again. There was no particular source of distraction. Several times I was seriously tempted to just put an end to it and stop wasting my time. But each time I was reminded of Frank's admonition that we always have the sitting we need. So I persevered and had the sitting I needed. Frank is my friend's teacher. He's also my teacher. 
Rather than being dedicated to the success of our practices, we can devote ourselves to the humility of the hunt. What we let go of in the process of meeting our obligations, arriving on the cushion, taking our practice to the yoga mat, the tai chi class, far outweighs the importance of what we attain. To enjoy the paradox for a moment longer, what we let go of, the letting go itself, is what we gain.